Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we're going to consider some of the big talent mistakes made by leaders. And joining me on this episode is Carl van der Mandele, Senior Vice President, Right Management North America and Manpower Group. Known as a forward-thinking change agent, Carl has a expertise in both business leadership and consulting. With a strong track record of driving profitable growth, he builds strong brands, launches winning innovations, and ensures strong commercial execution. As leader of Right Management and Jefferson Wells in North America, Carl is passionate about creating high-performance teams united around a transformational vision and developing winning mindsets. Sounds pretty good to me. Carl, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show today. Well, thank you, Bill. It's uh, my pleasure to be here. So beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you start by taking a minute and uh, telling our listeners all about yourself? We'll get into the company in just a moment, but let, let's let's start by learning a bit more about you. Sure. Um, uh, my name is Carl Vendermandela. I lead right management in Jefferson Wells uh, uh, for Manpower Group here in North America, uh, based out of Atlanta, uh, father of two together with my uh, lovely bride, Laura. Uh, we've been living now in Atlanta for about seven years, but as you can probably tell by my name, um, I uh, am actually grew up in Washington, D.C., uh, but am the son of uh, two uh, parents, one of whom is from Holland, the other from Denmark, have spent half my life over in Europe, half my life over here in the U.S., and uh, enjoyed both parts uh, uh, parts of that experience. There's a state I'm yet to visit. I've done 36 states so far, uh, uh, Georgia is not one of them yet. I need to rectify that. Um, okay, so here's a quote that I, I found on on LinkedIn uh, by yourself. Uh, it goes as follows. With assessment, coaching, leadership, career development, mobility and change and outplacement solutions built around your needs, right management makes talent your ultimate competitive advantage. Right management improves performance, elevates engagement and increases retention. All sounds good to me. Can you tell us more? Sure. Well, right management is really all about powering careers so that individuals grow and organizations thrive. So whether it's the career at the start of a career where we help companies uh, select and promote the right talent to coaching and developing that talent through our programs to helping them develop their careers or find other internal mobili uh, mobility opportunities. And uh, of course, outplacement opportunities should the organization be looking at. We really want to be that end-to-end -end partner uh, for uh, leaders in organizations who want to optimize the career uh, as of their talent. Thanks for tuning in to the HR Chat Podcast. If you're enjoying this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. And now, back to the conversation. From COVID to the great resignation and the continued volatility and uncertainty in the economy that we're all going through at the moment, we have been experiencing significant change, Carl, over the last few years. What have been the workforce impacts of all of this, in your opinion? And as part of the answer, perhaps you can share, how has it, how has it changed the role of leaders? 
I think the way that I've started looking at the last three years is that it's really been a roller coaster starting back in early 2020 with the lockdown, the, the, the incredible shift from going into the office to working from home and now a hybrid working environment. Then a year later, we suddenly had the bounce back from that lockdown and feeding the, the, the great resignation happening out in the marketplace. To now a year later, it suddenly feels like we're in a different situation again with continued volatility and uncertainty uh, in the economy. So really just a roller coaster with, uh, with, with peaks and troughs uh, along the way. Um, and that has really made you know, a, a leader's job uh, in that sense very, very different from before. Now that's not to say that a leader's job is necessarily different from what it was before in terms of the objective of a, leadership's, uh, a leader's job and what I always like to quote is a friend of mine who once said, you know, a leader's, one, uh, leader's number one job is to create a strong team around them. That objective hasn't changed, but actually how we get there, very, very, uh, uh, very, very different um, following this roller coaster ride that we've, uh, that we've been on together. Once in a while an event series is born that shakes things up, it makes you think differently, and it leaves you inspired. That event is Disrupt HR. The format is 14 speakers, 5 minutes each, and slides rotate every 15 seconds. If you're an HR professional, a CEO, a technologist, or a community leader and you've got something to say about talent, culture, or technology, Disrupt is the place. It's coming soon to a city near you. Learn more at disrupthr.co. So it sounds like so much has changed that leaders are dealing with many more challenges than, than before um or maybe maybe they're different challenges uh, can, can you can you share what you're seeing as the the three biggest challenges at the moment sure so so number one i really think you know finding the right people uh, and that not, not not only like finding them and identifying them but then also making sure that you're hiring uh, the, the people that, that 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 really truly fit in your organization that remains incredibly difficult in this uh, in this tight uh, labor market, and we see that in continuing um, you know, some of the statistics that come out about how uh, how successful executives are when they land in their new role. You know, corporate executive board came out with a statistic that says fifty to seventy percent of executives fail within their first eighteen months. Um, that that just really underscores that point that finding the right talent and hiring the right talent remains incredibly difficult in this market. Uh, the second, I mean, that really goes back to what we just talked about, about, you know, working and operating in that remote slash hybrid world. Uh, it's really, really difficult to, uh, uh, and it's very different today to build culture and engagement in that remote and hybrid world. And we know people more than ever, especially some of the upcoming generations as well, want to work for companies um, and, and organizations whose values are the same as theirs. Manpower Group Research actually underscores that as well. Um, so really making sure that you build that culture that people want to be a part of, you really have to be very intentional about that in, in, in the remote hybrid world. And then last but not least, and this is, again, one of those things that hasn't changed, just like a leader's job to uh, the number one job to build a strong team around them hasn't changed necessarily. But uh, really making sure that you uh, that you give that, that you give your team members co compelling career perspectives um, uh, is is incredibly important nowadays, especially as you know the unemployment rate in the U.S. continues to hover around three and a half percent. It's not much higher in uh, in Canada either, 
And we know that 70% of employees leave organizations due to the lack of career development and visibility into growth, which is, a, which is an output from, from a Harris poll. And that number really hasn't changed uh, since before the, um, uh, before the pandemic uh, uh, environment in which we operated again. So if you're not offering those career development perspectives, you're really going to continue to have a retention issue in today's tight labor market. Okay, Carl. So with all of those challenges, then surely organizations are making some mistakes. What, what are you seeing as the three biggest talent mistakes organizations are making today? Sure. The three biggest mistakes that we see uh, uh, companies make are one, hiring talent the same way that they always have. Uh, two, leaders leading the same way that they always have. And three, um, uh, companies running leadership development separately from career development. So let me dive uh, into those a little bit as well. So first of all, hiring talent the same um, uh, way uh, companies always have. In a remote and hybrid environment, uh, you know, companies just don't have the same ability to screen talent and check references like they normally would. There, there is no opportunity to bring somebody into the office, have them walk around, talk with everybody, um, and, and spend a lot of time with the, with, with the team uh, so that they can really get to know the organization and that the organization can really get to know them. And so when you're hiring in that remote uh, hybrid environment, we really believe that companies can do a lot better by incorporating assessments into that whole hiring process. And that means hiring not only when it's an external hire, but also um, uh, when, it's a, when it's in the outcome of a promotion process internally as well. It'll help you reduce bias and enable much better visibility of workforce capabilities going forward. And we really see that with some of our customers as well. They have a treasure trove of information, of assessment data, which they can then actually correlate to actual performance data so that they can continuously improve both their hiring and their, their, their promotion processes as well. Uh, the second one, leading teams the same, uh, uh, the same way leaders always have. Really, uh, you know, management by walking around used to be a common expression, but really how are you supposed to walk around when you're talking to people on a Teams or a Zoom call, right? So you really have to train leaders to create those moments of interaction. Um, in the past, culture could be built through physical presence. Um, now uh, it's you know you can't have lunch together as uh, anymore in a remote hybrid uh, organization. So um, you know you really you really need to figure out ways to pick up on things a, a lot quicker in that environment. Um, so really be intentional about that. Create those moments of interaction in a uh, in a remote hybrid world. Um, and when you notice something as a leader, say something right. Whether that's a thank you note, celebration note, notes of condolence. Um, uh, everything that you really do to make build those moments of interaction helps to simulate engagement and build uh, a, a culture that people want to be uh, a part of as well. Lastly, really running leadership development separately from career development. And this is, again, something that we saw prior to the pandemic as well, where a lot of companies would invest a lot of money in leadership development programs and then run their whole career development program um, uh, on the side. Um, we really, we really recommend that companies make career planning a part of that uh, overall leadership development process as well. Um, re they really should demand 100% completion of career development plans and invest time in reviewing those in person uh, with their direct reports and, 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 and even with their skip level reports as well. Um, so really, when, when, when we build leadership development programs, we try to really build career development components in there so that they can really get that ROI on their leadership development, and make sure that there's a good landing spot for talent um, uh, that, that has completed a leadership development program and that they can really maximize the retention uh, of that top talent that they've just invested in massively. 
Okay, let's dig into that a wee bit more then. Uh, perhaps you can share how leaders can avoid those mistakes. And as part of that, what practical actions can they take? Sure. So I'll start with that, that hiring talent the same way that they always have, right? How, how to, I mean, in this remote hybrid environment that we're operating in, leaders simply just don't have the same ability to screen talent and check references uh, uh, like they normally would. You can't bring a candidate into the office, walk them around, have them meet a lot of different people uh, in the office place and thereby get a, a, a really good sense of, uh, of their fit and everything like that. And so for us, really what, what we recommend uh, for our, uh, uh, to, to our clients as well is to really balance interviews with structured assessments um, uh, to really ensure that you get that full talent picture before you make a hiring or a promotional decision uh, in that sense as well. We know assessments can help improve hiring and promotion outcomes reduce bias and enable really better visibility of the workforce capabilities uh, that, that are out there. So really our advice to avoiding that, that first mistake is run company-wide assessment programs and make sure that they're applied consistently to all strategic uh, hiring decisions, whether that's an internal or an external hire, uh, hire that you're making, whether it's a promotion or whether it's an actual hire, absolutely we see the best run companies um, uh, leverage that treasure trove of information that they get of uh, assessment data so that they can actually continuously improve their hiring decisions over time, especially in this, uh, in, in this era in which we, we just know it's, a, it's just harder to make that talent assessment because we're working in a remote and hybrid environment. So as part of my homework, I noticed that right management was recently recognized by Forbes for the fourth time, by the way, listeners, as one of America's best management consulting firms. Congratulations, Carl. Uh, tell me about the company culture and uh, and what makes it so unique and therefore is being recognized almost on an annual basis. Well, I th you know, I think what makes right management um, uh, such a wonderful place to work is the um, and, I, and I obviously speak of right management in the context of being part of the, the talent solutions uh, a group within Manpower Group as well. Um, I, I really feel that, that, that there, is, um, there is a degree of mission orientation that exists within right management and talent solutions and Manpower Group overall. Um, you know, sustainable employment for all is, is part of Manpower Group's core uh, DNA and has been since its founding um, uh, after the Second, uh, Second World War. And you definitely see that within right management. We we uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of what we do within right management when we help you know individuals power their careers and land in the opportunity in, in the in the jobs and positions uh, where they can really um, you know really uh, be true to themselves and and have a positive impact around them. That is something that drives everybody in this organization from the top to uh, uh, to the bottom across uh, from coast to coast. Uh, within this organization. So I would say culturally, uh, the way I would describe right management is is very much mission driven um, in the sense that we are here to help our customers. We're here to help our candidates and our participants to um, uh, to really get the most out of their careers. Okay, so as, as part of my homework ahead of today, I was uh, going through your LinkedIn profile. I found an interesting quote from you. It goes as follows. Reorganizations are difficult, necessary, and deeply personal for all involved, yet 80% of them fail to deliver the hoped for value in the time planned. Uh, and then you ask the question, what, what can leaders do to plan a successful reorg? So that's my question for you today. Uh, I'd love you to, to share that with, with, our, with our listeners. Uh, Carl, what can leaders do to plan a successful reorg? 
We really believe that the most important thing that leaders can do is to really look at a reorg in three phases. There's a preparation phase, there's the actual um, uh, you know, execution of the, the, the reorg that happens, and then there's the rebuilding phase of both the organization and the culture uh, that, that happens. We think companies usually get that first phase pretty well in terms of you know, identifying what needs to happen, uh, the sequence of steps, they'll probably even get the communications uh, plans as well. But we'd like, we really believe that companies should spend a little bit more time on planning for the phases after the actual reorganization to make sure that the uh, culture and talent is rebuilt um, uh, in a way that productivity returns to uh, a high level as quickly as possible. Uh, we, uh, you know, some of our research indicates that, you know, uh, reduced productivity is experienced in 60% of companies navigating major uh, changes. And even we're talking about, uh, you know, it impacts employees, even those that aren't perhaps losing their jobs uh, or, or, or careers uh, in a reorganization, they're definitely impacted uh, as well by these reorganizations. Um, and really, they look to companies as well to make sure that their colleagues who are, uh, you know, uh, impacted by a reorganization like that are being treated well. So really, you know, our advice to companies is look beyond the actual, you know, plan ahead for beyond the actual reorganization as well. Make sure that you've got a very intentional plan to rebuild the culture, the leadership, the, uh, the, the, the energy and engagement in your organization as part of your reorganization process. Because really, if you only, if you only work towards the re reorganization as an objective, um, you're not going to get your organization back to the level of productivity that you want to. I understand that every quarter, Carl, Manpower Group publishes its Employment Outlook Survey. The latest edition suggests that the talent shortage hasn't stopped companies across the US from reporting strong hiring intentions. All this talk at the beginning of this year about recessions and whatnot, Carl, eh? uh, it's, it's not so bad in the US. Uh, tell us more. Well, I think, you know, if I had the answer to this one, uh, Bill, I, I honestly, I wouldn't be talking to you today. I would be probably lying on a beach somewhere enjoying all of my investment earnings from knowing the future. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, this is this is my you know personal opinion and, and, and really take it for what it is. Whenever I, I, I don't really understand where the world is heading, what I typically do is I do a, a little exercise where I take all the covers of The Economist magazine and I lay them all next to each other. It's a weekly magazine, so you get to see a little bit what are the themes that are shining through that the editors of The Economist find the most important in the world. And when I did that exercise with my, I usually do it with my team then as well. When I did that with them a, a couple of weeks ago, what I started seeing is that there are so many different themes uh, coming through this year and all of them point into a different direction. There is some geopolitical uncertainty. Okay, got it. There is AI, uh, which is massive uh, productivity uh, increase that could happen there. There's inflation on the one hand, but on the other hand, inflation is coming down again. Um, maybe what we're seeing is that the roller coaster isn't going to be as extreme as it has been the last couple of years, and that we're getting into that part of the economy where things start, um, you know, we're going to have ups and downs, but they're not going to be as pronounced as, uh, as the last couple of years as well. And so for me, what that means is it's, it's just even more important that we go back to um, you know, the fundamentals of leading organizations, making sure our teams are engaged, making sure that we invest in the development of uh, of people as well. And so come what may, whether the economy surprises us in a positive or negative way, we're prepared to lead through that. Okay, Carl, we're almost out of time today. Before we do wrap up, how can our listeners connect with you? So maybe that's LinkedIn. Maybe you might want to share your email address. I bet you're really cool and all over X and Instagram and 
TikTok and places. Uh, and of course, how can they learn more about right management and manpower group? Sure. Well, feel free to connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. It's pretty simple. It's linkedin.com slash in slash KVDM. So KVDM uh, at the end. Uh, I look forward to, 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 to connecting with people uh, in the same space and hearing uh, their opinions about the, the, the challenges that we're all facing in leadership and talent development. Uh, and in terms of finding out more about right, dot, uh, right management, right.com, uh, pretty straightforward, right.com. And you'll see all of our offerings and be able to read a little bit more about uh, some of the impact that we've had with our, our customers and our candidates and our participants. Rock and roll. Well, that just leads me to say for today, Cole, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. Uh, I'd love to do this again with you very soon, but for the time being, thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you, Bill. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.